the four ways to the goal. Hinduism's specific directions for actualizing the human potential come under the heading of yoga. The word yoga derives from the same root as does the English word yoke. And yoke carries a double connotation. To unite, yoke together, and to place under disciplined training, to bring under the yoke, or to take my yoke upon you. Both connotations are present in the Sanskrit word. Defined generally, then, yoga is a method of training designed to lead to integration or union. The yogas that do concern us are those designed to unite the human spirit with Brahman, in Sanskrit, God. How to come to Brahman and remain in touch with Brahman? How to become identified with Brahman, living out of it? How to become divine while still on earth, transformed, reborn while on the earthly plane? That is the quest that has inspired and deified the human spirit in India throughout the ages. The number of the basic spiritual personality types by Hindu count is four. Carl Jung, Carl Jung built his typology on the Indian model, while modifying it in certain respects. Some people are primarily reflective. Others are basically emotional. Still others are essentially active. Finally, some are experimentally inclined. For each of these personality types, Hinduism prescribes a distinct yoga that is designed to capitalize on the type's distinctive strength. The types are not sealed in watertight compartments, for every human being possesses all four talents to some degree. The first step of every yoga involves the cultivation of such habits as non-injury, truthfulness, non-stealing, self-control, cleanliness, contentment, self-discipline, and a compelling desire to reach the goal. The first way is the way to God through knowledge, Jnana Yoga, intended for spiritual aspirants who have a strong reflective bent. Such knowledge, the Greeks Gnosis and Sophia, has nothing to do with factual information. It is not encyclopedic, it is rather an intuitive discernment that transforms turning the knower eventually in that which she knows. Our word personality comes from the Latin persona, which originally referred to the mask and actor don't as he stepped onto the stage to play his role. The mask through which he sounded, through in Latin is per, sound sonare, persona, is his part. The mask registered the role, while behind it the actor remained hidden and anonymous, aloof from the emotions he enacted. This, say the Hindus, is perfect, for roles are precisely what our personalities are, the ones into which we have been cast for the moment in this greatest of all tragic comedies, the drama of life itself, in which we are simultaneously co-authors and actors. As a good actress gives her best to her part, we too should play ours to the hilt. Where we go wrong is in mistaking our presently assigned part for what we truly are. We fall under the spell of our lines, unable to remember previous roles we have played and blind to the prospect of future ones. 
The task of the yogi is to correct this false identification, turning her awareness inward. She must pierce the innumerable layers of her personality until, having cut through them all, she reaches the anonymous, joyfully unconcerned actress who stands beneath. The distinction between self, small letters, and self, capital letter, can be assisted by another image. And it's one of the most beautiful images in the Upanishads, and it's also found by interesting coincidence in Plato. There is a rider who sits serene and motionless in his chariot. Having delegated responsibility for the journey to his charioteer, he is free to sit back and give full attention to the passing landscape. In this image resides a metaphor for life. The body is the chariot. The road over which it travels are the sense objects. The horses that pull the chariot over the road are the senses themselves. The mind that controls the senses when they are disciplined is represent, represented by the reins. The decisional faculty of the mind is the driver and the master of the chariot who is in full authority but need never lift a finger is the omniscient self. If the yogi is able and diligent, such reflections will eventually induce a lively sense of the infinite self that underlies one's transient finite self. <music>